We are recording. I gotta put my podcast voice on. We are recording. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is episode seven of the Moody Project. I'm your host, Stephen Moody, and sitting to my right is Charles Jackson. We are on two microphones. Right, we are bougie as hell in here right now. One of these microphones is way too loud. I'm gonna give you a hint on whose that is. That is absolutely mine. Um, but we are here. It is Thanksgiving week. We are excited to get some turkey in our bellies. Bro, trying to get that food, dog. Trying to get that food, dog. And I just want to start by saying thank you to everybody who listened to episode six. I want to thank Kevin Solomon for joining me last week. I got a lot of positive feedback on that. The most successful weekend in this show's history. So I want to thank everybody who listened. And now we're starting to get some traction on iTunes. So thank you guys for that as well. You can search us on the podcast app on your iPhones by going to the podcast app and searching for The Moody Project. So if you haven't done that yet, do it right now. And for somebody who just got a new iPhone, Charles, I know you're very excited to be able to have access to The Moody Project on that wherever you want to. Oh, yeah. I've been listening all goddamn weekend. Yes. Yes. It's a a great show. Um, I know... My mom liked it. All my coworkers liked it. So it was just really, really good just to get that feedback. And we also got a lot of good feedback on SoundCloud also. So just thanks, everybody. Once again, that's the podcast app. You can search for The Moody Project on iTunes, and you can search for The Moody Project on SoundCloud. Both of those apps are available for free, as is this show. So let's go ahead and get into the top five albums of the week. Metro Boomin is still at number one. At number two, A Star is Born, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Number three, Bohemian Rhapsody. Number four, The Last Takeoff, Last Rocket by Takeoff. And number five, Scorpion by Drake. You know what I realized? Okay, so since it is the holiday season, we are recording on um, earlier in the week than we usually do. We are. So with that being said, these numbers are going to be a little bit skewed because they haven't came out yet. Ah. So scratch everything that I just said. Those albums aren't the, the in the right places, and I can guarantee you there's going to be a new number one there. I feel like Last Rocket from Takeoff is in an accurate place. I, I don't think it's going to be there next week. Really? I don't think so. Okay, so here's what came out this week, and this is a good segue. First of all, let's go ahead and get into the number one movie of the week, and that was uh, Fantastic Beasts 2, The Crimes of Grindelwald. But um, the new music that came out this week, obviously, Anderson Pack. With Oxnard, which we'll get into that, and Mariah Carey with her new album, and a little mix with LM5. Plus, we also had the Creed 2 soundtrack also come out, so I have a prediction that Bohemian Rhapsody soundtrack is not going to be there, and I have a prediction that The Last Rock is not going to be there. I think Scorpion is going to fall also, and I think Little Mix is going to debut at 5. I think Anderson Pack is going to debut at 1. I think Mariah Carey is going to be four, and I think A Star is Born is going to still stay in that realm. So question, yes. I know that we're doing this a little bit earlier on the record, but all weekend they was talking about Wayne getting platinum eligibility for Carter Five. Yes. But now he's number six on the list. Yes. How does Scorpion jump back in? Scorpion jumped back in because Scorpion, when you have albums like that, they, they just happen to stay there. I mean, Scorpion, because all his songs that were chart toppers and singles are still playing on the radio. Right now, I think Uproar is the only song that's charting for Wayne from that album. So when you have Scorpion, where you have um, In My Feelings, which charted all year. When you have um, Nice For What, which charted all year. Uh, God's Plan, which charted all year. Those songs are going to boost it up. So plus we're getting into the holidays now. More people are getting more money to buy music. Um, Plus, you know, iTunes does that thing now where they will usually discount albums for like maybe like $4.99 or $5.99. So who knows what the factors are, but Drake continues to stay in that realm. So I think Mariah Carey will be in that top five uh, this coming week. I think Little Mix will be there, and I think Anderson Pack is going to debut at number one. I think those are my three safe bets I'm going to go with. Where they all fall, um, 
besides the Anderson Pack, I don't know. I still think A Star is Born is going to be strong. I think Lady Gaga, me and Kevin talked about this last week. I mean, you talked about this last week. I think Lady Gaga has solidified herself as not only another Grammy Award winner, but an Oscar Award winner. I think she's. I think there's no doubt in my mind that soundtrack is winning an Oscar. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you predicted it well before I did. I was trying to see why she would be popping like that in the first place with this soundtrack. But then again, the conversation that you and I had was very different because it was solely on soundtracks, and I tried to put it against, like, the Black Panther soundtrack versus, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So when you have... Plus, the movie was super successful, too. The movie was super successful, which everybody saw that coming because, you know, it's a love story, and you have two mega stars in Bradley Cooper and... Um, and Lady Gaga. Dave Chappelle just doing cameos and yeah, Dave pick, Chappelle's been out there picking drunk ass Bradley Cooper off the ground and stuff. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I haven't seen the movie yet. Thank I, haven't, you. I haven't seen it either. Okay, all right. I'm going off of the. the <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie yet, it's still in theaters right now. Take your loved one to go see it for the holidays, and if you haven't gotten a soundtrack yet, listen to it because it's gonna be in your face for a while. Let's get into um, slaps. <laughs> let's let's get into Anderson Pack. Speaking of slaps, let's get into Anderson Pack and Oxnard. Um, I remember a few months ago when the first single came out, uh, we were on Tybee. We were recording episode one or re-recording episode one of this podcast. And you said, bro, I don't want to listen to that shit right now. I didn't want to. You didn't want to listen to it because you wanted to hear the entire album. I didn't want Um, to spoil it. Anderson likes to, Anderson's a real like musician. You know what I mean? Like he's not like a rapper. He's not a pop artist. Like you leak an Anderson uh, pack track. You really want more behind it. Like, mm-hmm. it's not going to do justice just to hear it once. Right. And, and it was a single. Uh, but for him, I noticed he's starting to get out there. Remember when Malibu came out? Yeah. Um, that was his introduction into the music world. Not into the music world, but into the mainstream music world. And he had a lot of songs that people still listen to today. Um, but for this rollout, it was a little bit different. He was a little bit more in the public eye. Um, he has an Amazon commercial that's out right it's now. A little bit more comedic too this yeah, time around. Like, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. always been that playful artist or that like that original guy, just uh-huh. to be like funny and kooky. But yeah. Plus his features, his features game. He stepped his features game up. He was featured on um, on Ti's recent album, uh, Dime Trap, and he's been on just a lot of other things as well. So he's just he's just been out there more. Um, so when this album came out, there were a lot of Understandably so, a lot of expectations behind it. Obviously, from the reception that this album has gotten from myself and, and you and uh, my friends and my group chat, everybody really likes this album. Uh, what were your standouts if you had one? Because uh, I feel like an album like this, you know, you really don't know. <laughs> to be honest, man, I would have to say uh, a lot of people. I'm not going to give you mine because I like the project as a whole. Like. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could just turn it on and go straight to one song. All right, I, this is a better question. What is the next single off of that album if you had to take one? I think that's I think that's the better question because you know what we like may be different than what the masses or even the label likes and what they want. It to put might on. be trippy, uh-huh. um, and it could also be single because mm. tense is already the single, right? That's already the first single yes. off of it. Yeah, it's either gonna be. Trippy with J. Cole or Savior's Road? Let's talk about J. Cole real quick. Just to diverge a little bit. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this. J. Cole has been the feature king. Feature of, queen, too. 
Yeah, he's been on everything and everybody's thing all year. And I, I made a comment, and we'll get into our year discussions at the end of the year, obviously. But talking about Travis Scott and Travis Scott having the best year of any artist in 2018, J. Cole is in that conversation. He also released a you know a platinum recording album that's probably going to be up for Grammy nomination. It was on Black's album, right? He's also had a great um, 2018 as far as um, album sales, and he's been on everybody's thing. Plus, his label has been popping also. Um, his artists have been popping. Yeah, Jid has DiCaprio two coming out very soon. I believe it's this Friday. I believe hey. if it's not this Friday, okay, that that may not be true. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I'm not doing research right now, but because it's early in the week, it's the Monday. I'm not going to do some research right now. But it, J.I.D. Jid is coming out with DiCaprio 2 coming very, very soon. Um, Boss released something? Yeah. Earth Gang? Earth Gang, definitely. Yeah. Earth Gang's been doing major work. Yeah, and there's rumors that before the end of the year, Cole may drop again. If he drops, okay, if he drops again and the album is as good or even better than K.O.D., then I'll give Cole that distinction of having the best 2018 because the tour was good also. He had to cancel his Dreamville Festival because of Hurricane Michael. So, and it might, no, no, which was, okay, it was Michael because that was the one that came through North Carolina, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yep, 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 you're right. Was it Florence or Michael? Both, to be honest. Okay, one of those, the tour tour was canceled, damn it. He couldn't couldn't perform and that lineup was crazy. Storms be jamming a brother out, bro, what can I tell you? Yeah, that's, but that tour, man, that, that lineup, did you really like KOD? I really like KOD. I really like KOD. I think Born Sinner is still his best album. KOD was him making up for his last album. You didn't like his last album? I liked a couple of songs off of it, but or- I... Th- yeah. Um, like, I thought... Okay, so we talked about this off of the show, but... The rollout for that album and what we got, it felt like we were kind of hoodwinked a little bit. A little bit. Because he came out with False Prophets for the first single, and he's going at Kanye, and we thought, all right, then this is the this is the coal that we want. This is the Forest Hills Drive. This is, you know, the king is back. You know, one of the best rappers in the world is back to show. And then we got a slower... We got to pimp a butterfly a little bit. Yo. We got, to, we got to pimp a butterfly. And that's not a bad thing, but sonically from Cole in the space that he was in at that time, he's obviously in a better space now to put out the music that he's putting out now because he was very secluded. Cole doesn't do interviews. Cole rarely talks to people, but this year, you know, he's out there with Angie. He's doing this. He's doing that. He's hooking up with this person and that person. He's tweeting more for the first time in like four years. He's tweeting from his Twitter account. He's just active. So I felt like he was in a better space for this album than he was before. Don't get me wrong. Deja Vu, even with the whole Bryson shit and that controversy, um, for those who don't know, Bryson Tiller had a song called Exchange off of his album, which had the same beat as the Deja Vu record. Oh, I think and there was a did bunch it better. Of, he definitely did it better. And it was just a bunch of confusion because nobody knew what the hell was going on. Yeah. So, But I think Deja Vu is one of his best songs ever. But with that album, I listened to it once, and I didn't listen to it again. And I felt that was an issue. See, I think I just like the whole Tarantino aspect of it. How... Certain things meant certain things. The story's kind of told backwards. Like you said, it was, was kind of like a Tepimpa Butterfly, but in its own way. Mm-hmm. But it still wasn't a bad album. I think I still like that. I prefer that over KOD. I will say this. I thought he was... Shout out Mark from work, by the way, because I know even if you don't listen to this, you feel the pain of me talking about <laughs> your boy like that. Now, here's the thing, though. I think Cole was really busy around that time because, remember, that album came out like 
It was around Christmas when that album came out. What, For Your Eyes Only? Yeah, For Your Eyes Only. It was around Christmas 2016 when that album came out. You're right. Yes, yeah, so when that album came out, you remember, I think in January, we got Folgers Crystals. And then that um, Dreamville album came out. That compilation album came out. So I don't even think that he had any intentions of putting out an album. I think the same thing happened with Cuddy and Ye and Kanye West earlier this year, where they just had enough album cuts to be like, all right, let's all put right, that shit out there. Yeah. Let's see what we get back. Right. And how, what's the better way to get buzz for your label's album? Put your own album out. That's very true. And then follow it up with this album. Uh, but getting off of the cold talk, um, yeah, I thought I thought the album was really, really good. I thought Oxford was really, really good. And he's super soulful. And, you know, the voice is going to draw you in. You don't get tired of hearing his voice. And um, all of the features, like you mentioned before, were well placed. I just really love the fact that he was so animated in every track. Mm-hmm. Like, the ad-libs were fun. The little skit about getting road done was really, really funny to me. Like, that was hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. Hilarious to me. Yeah, and, like, when you listen to that, right? This is the more comedic side that you were talking about, right? Exactly. So, I'm just, man, I'm just happy. 2018 has been a fantastic year for music, and we still have two months to go, and several projects that need to be dropped. So, um, I'm happy about that. Did we talk about Trippy Red last week? I think we did. I think you mentioned them. Okay, all right, yeah. Uh, for those who don't listen to Trippy Red, he had an album called A Love Letter to You, Part 3, come out, and um, that dropped, and I thought it was really good, and I'll just leave it there. So, getting into another new release, Caution by Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey uh, released this album on Friday alongside Oxnard and uh, LM5 by Little Mix, and the Creed 2 soundtrack. Um, I didn't get a chance to listen to LM5. I didn't get a chance to listen fully to the Creed 2 soundtrack, but... Uh, me and Charles both had a chance to listen to Caution. Um, I listened to it a couple of times on Friday. Um, I just played it in the parking lot. Yeah, he just played it in the parking lot while he was waiting for me to get home. So, um, well, let's go ahead and get this out the way now. I'll get my standouts out of the way uh, with you. Uh, the Distance featuring Ty Dolla Sign, uh, Stay Long, Love You featuring Gunna, and One More Again. Um, I thought those were the standouts from that album. I th- think Mariah Carey has a really good album. And I'm going to tell you why. And I was telling Kevin, who was on the show last week, why I thought this album was so good. I think this album was really good because it sounds like Mariah Carey. And when I say that is, a few weeks ago, we also got a new album from Usher. Usher and Zaytoven. It didn't sound like Usher. It sounded like Usher trying to be future. And a lot of people are like, oh, what is this? This is trash. This is garbage. As an artist, especially an older artist... And I don't mean older as an old in age. I mean an older as an an experienced veteran artist who's been in the game for, damn, what? When did um her first album come out? Like what? Ninety one? Who? Mariah Carey. Oh shit! I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like so, it's been she's been in the game for a long time. Pretty much what I'm saying. So for her to put out an album that sounds like Mariah Carey and not sounding like Mariah Carey trying to be Ariana Grande or Mariah Carey trying to be a Demi Lovato. It's really, it's really cool to hear it's that. It's great that you brought that up because even the track she did with Ty Dolla Sign, it wasn't like she was doing too much. Sometimes you put somebody with somebody new that's popping right now and they can do too much. But Ty is awesome though. Ty is awesome. I feel like Ty, <laughs> even if they weren't in the same, you know. Ty is, Ty is awesome. Ty, Ty has that 90s boys to men voice. It sounds like all of them fused into one like in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, but he hood. Yeah, he is. That's the funny part. Yeah, Ty Dolla Sign is very hood, but he's also very talented. He's like the hood Ward Brown from CSI. Yeah. Like, 
some GSW on these like so however you know Ty Dolla would investigate a crime scene mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know it's the same thing and him and Lauren Jurgwai are really really cute Lauren Jurgwai from Fifth Harmony those two look fantastic together I'm happy for those shout out shout out to Lauren and Ty shout out to you guys as well but I don't know <laughs> they just and they're they're both really attractive so it's like they look compatible together okay. Yeah, so like if you know if they're walking down the street and like you see them like holding hands or whatever, it's like you're gonna put your head down. Okay. Or I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Okay, TM Moody. Huh? See you. Okay, TM you get, Moody. Getting your Harvey. Uh, what's his name? Harvey Levin. Harvey Levin from TMZ. Yeah, you getting your Harvey Levin on this weekend? Doing your Googles? Yeah, I, I do my Googles. I do my research. Plus, I'm a huge fan of Fifth Harmony and of course that all the time. So I keep up. I keep up with with Damn my it. faves. With hey, my y'all fans. can't see it, but this man's flexing Ugh. hard. He's, my, do, he's doing stuff. In my Hollister. Okay, <laughs> um, I didn't bring this up in a pre-show meeting. Yes, we have pre-show meetings. We're seven episodes in and we're getting more professional. But I didn't bring this up in a pre-show meeting, but I brought it up to um, a few people last week after the show came out. Katy Perry released a song Rude. on Amazon Uh-oh. exclusively. Uh-oh. It's an Amazon exclusive Christmas song. Did she sign with the, uh, with the giant? I don't know, but I was going to ask you because we know the streaming wars have calmed down. Have they calmed down? They have. They have. Remember, for about a couple of years, there were uh, a lot of streaming service exclusive albums. But like, there still is a very prevalent presence of exclusivity. Yeah, but you got to remember that the label heads own these streaming services. Or they control these these streaming services. So you think there's been more freedom with the persons who control the artists more so than the artists themselves in the streaming? I think the artists controlling the streaming and where they choose to release their stuff. Because Drake, with Views being Apple exclusive for two weeks or for a week or whatever it was, um, Chance the Rapper with Coloring Book being exclusive to Apple Music for however long it was. Right. And But here's the thing with Chance. And I put a disclaimer with this because Chance the Rapper, um, huge fan of putting out good music and, you know, just flat out free music. All of his projects have been free. He hasn't sold a record for anything. So you look on SoundCloud, Acid Rap, you know, Coloring Book, all this stuff is there. Um so I say I understand that because he still owns his masters and everything, but he's licensing his music for a limited amount of time. Where in Drake's case, his stuff was on a limited release for about a few days, and then it was released everywhere with the streaming services. Title with Kanye West and Beyonce and Jay-Z. All of Jay-Z's Blueprint albums are on Title exclusively. Beyonce, Lemonade, you can only find it on Tidal exclusively. The Life of Pablo, for about a month and a half, was exclusive to what? Tidal only. It hasn't been that way. And that all happened around the same time. Back in 2016, back in late 2015, you know, 2016, all those albums came out around that time. So you think about, and of course not the Blueprint albums, those came out. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, obviously. So, but you think about it like that, it's been a while since we've seen an artist put their music on one lane. So, one, I, I just have a couple questions for you because it baffles my mind. It's really hard to be a Katy Perry fan sometimes because like, she does some shit like this and it doesn't make any sense. Why release your music? One, Obviously, you do it for the money, but why do you release your music, one, to one streaming service for Christmas, and two, why the hell is it Amazon Music? Probably to compete with the YouTube music. I feel like YouTube this year, going into 2019, is probably going to try to make that huge push, whether... It's securing an artist exclusively to go straight through them or finding a formidable match in the streaming realm, which would be Amazon. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's different out here than 
if you're already flipping music and you just happen to dabble in movies. If you're flipping movies and TV shows and packages and the other guy has big boy internet video, you know what I mean? But YouTube is kind of hard to compete. Okay, Amazon has, I'm not going to say like a niche, but Amazon is what Amazon is because they've been doing it longer than YouTube. But you know what YouTube has that no other media company can say that they have? All the old Vine videos? Not even, yes, that. (laughs) Google. That's true. Google. You're not beating Google. You're not beating Google. So she would have been better off going to Google and going to YouTube, releasing it with a video exclusively to YouTube Red or whatever the hell that shit is, and then just going from there. That's really wild, though. That is really wild. You know how wild that is? If you're an Amazon Prime subscriber like I am, I don't know if you have Amazon Prime or not, but Amazon Music, you really don't use it. I don't use it because I have Spotify and I have Apple Music. Apple Music. So and SoundCloud, which we broadcast the Moody Project on, right, right, guys. Yes, yeah. So it's like, why put all your effort? (laughs) So why put all your effort into Amazon? Put all your eggs in one basket. Her team makes no sense to me. Her team makes no sense because I feel like it's hampering her career. Katy Perry is one of the most talented artists in the world, whether it be you know with music or her fashion or whatever the hell Katy Perry is doing. It just feels like she's slipping away. Do you think that's the case, though, or do you think she's trying to be Gaga 2.0 and maybe try to get into a net, eh, not Netflix, that'd be popping too low, but an mm-hmm. Amazon series? Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, I has- feel like there's a secondary bag on the way that we don't know about, but she's well aware of. Yeah, but in that, if that's the case, then, but okay. The reason why I say that is because I've been watching the moves that Katy Perry has been making for the past few years now. You've been watching it. No, I have not. Not like that. But the moves, duh. the moves, you yeah, the moves. It. Yes. So her album that came out last year, people hated it. Like it was. Um, I'm gonna pull this up here. Uh, stay tuned. No, not Kanye West. We know he's not releasing anything anytime soon. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna go here to Katy Perry, and you know, and we're upset with Katy Perry because we obviously not Katy Perry. We we're upset with Kanye because we obviously want new music. So. We do want some new Kanye. Right, so um, just going to Witness, which came out last year, which it wasn't a bad album, but the rollout, people hated the single. So Change of the Rhythm, which was the first single with Skip Marley, and then you had Bon Appetit, which was with Migos, which a lot of people hated, and then you had the last single, which was Swish Swish with Nicki Minaj, and Swish Swish was the biggest commercial hit, and I thought to myself at the time, if you have that record in the tuck, why is that your third single? That's very true. Why is that your third single? Why why is Bon Appetit coming out? And that song was terrible to a lot of people, including myself. I like the three LAU remix a lot better. And um and Change to the Rhythm, which is decent, but it's an album cut, it's not a single. So and here's the thing that was so confusing about Katy Perry. She had that, but she also had the Calvin Harris shit that came out last year too, with Feels. Hey, which had Pharrell. Yeah. That with, was hard. Yeah, with Pharrell and Big Sean. I'm like on one hand, you're doing everything correctly, and then on the other hand, you're shitting on the things that you're doing correctly. Poopity scooping. Poopity scooping all over your shit. So, like, I don't understand why. It's funny to say poopity scooping and you say all over your shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not what poopity scoop means, but we don't know. I bet you it's on the new Yay album. Have you heard it? What, poopity scoop? Yeah. Mm. The meaning of the poopity scoop. No. It's like when people we're are trying get there, to. People. It's like okay. people. It's like people are trying to figure out what skeet skeet meant. In all fairness, if you didn't figure out what that was like thirty seconds after it happened, in the context in which you're speaking about it, then it's 
you know, you're a lost cause. I know, but, you know, somebody yelling, ah, skeet, skeet at you. <laughs> like, I mean, are you really trying to figure out what it means, or are you just yelling skeet, skeet in the car? I'm trying to get the hell out of the way. I don't know what you're trying to do, but I'm not trying to be in earshot, eye shot, face shot, none okay. of that shit. All right, all right, I will say this, guys. It's not a large age gap. I mean, like, you know, it's like, what, six years? Between who? Me and you. Yeah. Like six years. Right. So, like, that. first time you heard skeet, skeet. Eighth grade. Was a lot different from the first time I heard Ski Ski. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, first time I heard Ski Ski was. <laughs> and then, you know when I caught it? Because when. Pause! Jesus! No. Christ. No, you know when I caught what it meant? Thank you. Thank you. I'm gonna cut half of that out. You know. It's just getting really weird over here. You know what I caught what it meant? Bro, when, these two uh, mics are going through our heads. Pause. <laughs> you know what I caught what it meant? Because Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so it's like that conversation we had about uh when I was telling you about the first time I heard the song, I was like, I taste just like candy. And I got in trouble for singing that shit. <laughs> You're like, you don't know what that means? No, I don't, but it's on the radio. Remember Kaya? Remember I do. Okay, so my dad and Shout out Kaya. <laughs> okay. Uh I'll, you can get that one off. Okay. Uh when that song came out. My dad, which I learned a lot of, a lot from rap music early in my life from my dad at the time. And uh, I, um, let's just say that album, people were like hiding that album. And my brother, who's 10 years older than me, that's talking about like what, 2001, 2002? Ooh, see, now, so you're, like, now you're dating me because I don't even know. I was like, like seven, I was like eight. I don't like, remember how old I was then. Yeah, it's so like my brother's like probably like 17, 18. Yeah, like he's about to go to college. So like he had the album and him and like my dad just passed around the album. And uh I got a hold of the album. <laughs> and I listened to the album. And I had no idea what those words meant. But I was very intrigued by what they meant. Because I'm like, oh, because it's taboo, obviously. Because like you don't you know, you want to listen to it because they're telling you you can't listen to it. You want to hear something funny? What's that? You know what albums my dad turned me on to? What's that? I can give you like the top five. And well, I don't even know if I can count that many because I don't remember all of them. But mm-hmm. my dad turned me on to Biggie, mm-hmm. Life After Death. Yes. He turned me on to Pac. Uh-huh. He turned me on to Ludacris. Like all of Ludacris. Like all of early Ludacris. My my pops turned me on. To, shout out AJ. He turned me on to, to Ludacris. Um, oh, I got an idea. Because I'm hearing you. Wait, hey. wait, tighten it up a little bit? Yeah. Tighten up. Yeah. Yeah. It's tight, bro. Alright. Talking to it because like I'm hearing you. You're hearing me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're loud. Okay, go ahead. That's cool. That is very weird. That's very weird. We have a new microphone, everybody, so we're still getting our We're our, still getting yeah. our <laughs> Shout out Behringer for hooking us up. Yes, shout we're out. Not hooking us up. You took our money, but still. Took my money on the Go ahead. Took my idea and your money. But nah, like Pop Stormio is some really quality music. And like, shout out to our parents. Not just you and I's parents, but everybody's parents. Yeah, shout out to one of our parents. Turning us on. (laughs) Turning us on to good quality music. Like, I wouldn't be a producer if I didn't hear the best of both worlds. Like, if I wasn't in the car listening to Sting with my mother Uh and then riding with Pops, going somewhere, listening to Biggie. Mm hmm. I don't know what the hell I'd be doing in my life right now. I'd probably be teaching yoga or some shit. I'll tell you what. And I'm fat, people. If you've not <laughs> seen me, I'm a big boy. Yeah, together I'm... we look like the number 10. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked up, bro. It really is. I'm not skinny. I'm not skinny by any means. Damn. 
You know what? Realist, realistically speaking, no, and this is not a shot. You're kind of shaped like, you know, the little worm cats from Men in Black? Uh-huh. You kind of like them. I look like a skinny fat ass. That's that's. <laughs> I've been called a skinny fat ass before, and I don't know what it means, but I've been highly offended. But <laughs> Man, yeah, this show is taking so many turns. Already. It is, because we have two microphones now, so we don't have to like fight over one microphone like, like Nas. This is the time where I play one mic over and get sued. <laughs> Boom. Oh, oh don't do that because my mic. Okay, don't. Yeah, my mic. Yeah. Anyway, so um, you were talking about the music, and the first time I ever heard "Many Men" by Fifty Cent, my dad was doing like eighty on like a Mississippi freeway. Nice. So yeah, I was in the front seat. I was like oh, three. Shit. I was like in third grade. Yeah. I wasn't good at all. <laughs> and then I heard "High All the Time," which is right after that. That was my shit. That that album, "Get Rich or Die Trying." There are so okay. All right, let's get into this shit real quick. All right, best debut albums. That's up there, right? No. All right. Graduation. Um, grad. You're talking about college dropout. You say that was the better debut album over graduation. Who's who's graduation? Over Kanye West. Graduation. No, we're talking about like first albums though. Oh, like just, just yeah, yeah. Freshman albums off the bridge. Yeah, yeah. Oh, freshman. Albums. Well, then yeah, then definitely uh. Graduation. Not college graduation. dropout. Yeah, college dropout is up there. Get rich to die trying is up there. Um, you know what's up there that nobody really talks about a lot? The documentary. Yeah, yo. The game, when the game The came game has out, never had a bad album. The game has never had a bad album. Always had phenomenal production. Always had phenomenal features. Mm-hmm. He kind of raps pretty decent. Yeah. Like... I, I'd say he raps more than decent. Is the fact of, you know, he comes from that era. Because remember, he he had only been doing music for like a couple of years before the documentary even came out. Right. So... The rest um, of that time, he was just beating people up. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> who did he beat up a few years ago? Um, where he was like beating this dude's ass, but he had like the phone in his hand recording this ass whooping. He be no, it was a okay. We'll watch it after this. It was a YouTube video. He was beating somebody's ass and recording it at the same time. It was funny as hell. But yeah, he's up there. Um, obviously in pop music, I think Britney Spears is up there. Best debut albums. Lady Gaga, The Fame is up there. Beyonce, Cuddy, Cuddy, Man on the Moon. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah man. It's like there's a bunch of good. Freshman albums. Um, Shit, even Christina Aguilera had like a poppin' first album when she first came out. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like that kind of like, if she didn't come out swinging with that, it would have been over. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? And Pink too. Pink too. You know what's crazy though? The best rappers. Who are considered some of the best rappers today? Drake? Kendrick Lamar? Migos. Migos. J. Cole. Big Sean. Those. I'm talking about like from a specific era. Like that 09 era. So uh, like, you know. So like. So like Meek, yeah. So like in that era, you realize like all of those artists, or most of those artists, with the exception of guys like Kendrick and Cuddy, their debut albums were overshadowed by their sophomore albums. So Drake with uh, "Thank Me Later," which is a good album, yeah. But going from that to "Take Care" in the span of like a year and a half, that was crazy. Um, going from Cole from you know the sideline story. To Born Center, nuts. Listen, I really wish I could get into J. Cole like everybody else does, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, but I can't. It's just something about this man. It, I'm not there yet. It's a preference. It's I'm a not preference. There yet. It's a preference. And here's the thing about music that's so great. You know, everybody likes what they like. I and feel like it's because I'm getting older though, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, he definitely has a fan base. He has a fan base from from, you know, like the nineteen to twenty three year old scholars. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely out of that ballpark. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. But it's like, you know, my thing with Cole is, I guess because I got into his music early. 
you know. Yeah, like maybe if I had jumped into like Friday nights a little bit earlier, like mm-hmm. Friday Night Lights, I probably would have been on par with that shit. But it's the th- same thing with Drake too, because you know I've I've followed Drake hell since you know season one of Degrassi all the way to the last season. Oh, I cut this out of last week's conversation, but I was talking to Kevin about at the end of his run in Degrassi. And you know how during the intros they show everybody at the end of his run during Degrassi. <laughs> He didn't give a shit at all. It looked like it was great because like it just would pan from all the characters and they're doing the whole thing like they're turning around and like, you know, waving jackets and stuff. He's sitting in the chair and he's just shrugging over the chair like he's not like his like posture is all messed up. Like he looks like me, like where I'm sitting right now, like, like my back is just bent out like Tina from Bob's Burgers. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what it looked like. He just like didn't care. He's like, I'm so ready go on this tour and i was also telling kevin back in 08 when every girl dropped and they were performing it on bet ironically guess who couldn't walk drake, drake he broke his leg before the tour he that broke his leg before funny. the young money tour so during bet he obviously didn't want to be in a wheelchair so he was like just posted up on like a stool and he didn't move like go back and look it up if you're you know throwing in your google machines or whatever you can go on Bro, youtube.com fancy came out Yes. That was crazy. To that okay, that album was that album was crazy. Fireworks up all night. Um, yeah, fireworks was a whole movement. That's how he started the album. Yeah. And then at the end with Thank Me Now. But you know what's so crazy? Because the singles that he put out were trash compared to the rest of the album. Right, he, are you trying to take the show to Canada? Yes. Let's do it. Well, maybe. I don't know if I'm accepted in the T dot in the six. Why not? Six, 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 six. What's happening with your legal status, man? I mean, obviously, I'm, I can go to Canada. You got court in the morning? No, I don't have court in the morning. I've only been to court once because I was speeding, you know? You know, Lord willing. I was going to say something about that. I just, For those of you that know, I was able to pay my, my speeding ticket. Oh, you? <laughs> they finally accepted your boy's money. So now I'm don't want them to, struggling until Black Friday. But. Don't, don't want them to deliver warrants to you to my house. Because I'm mailing that shit right to you Facts. on the south side. Here, take this. Take this. <laughs> this was for you. Tell your mama hi. Take this. No. Yeah. Good, good deal, man. Good job. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm 300 bucks. Good job. You know, he. I thought he wasn't going to pay it. No, I wasn't going to pay it. No, here's why I thought you weren't going to pay it. Because you didn't want to go down there and pay it. You wanted to pay it online. Listen, and I was th- every time I have what I'll tell you, like, man, just go down there. I have like, much respect. Man, I don't feel like going down there. I have shit. much respect for the boys in blue, for the court system, for the law, all that shit. Whoop, whoop, they got your ass. Except for the fact that when you have to deal with them, they make it increasingly more difficult on you than it is the punishment. Don't speed. You know, man. I'm kidding, because everybody speeds in Savannah. Everybody speeds. Facts. Savannah's like an, an entire Autobahn. Like, for real. We out here. What's that? Uh, that's the highway in Germany that everybody's going 80 plus. Oh, the more you know. Yeah. Doom, doom, doom. That's the NBC jingle, even though. Shh. Yeah, cut that, bro. No, no we don't worry. You about get sued. Listen, if Juice <laughs> World's out here getting sued. Oh, okay. Yes. That's way it is. If Juice World's out here getting sued for interpolation, you definitely getting sued. Okay. All right. So, Juice World. Um. His song, Lucid Dreams, he is getting sued by Sting for Lucid Dreams. You know what's petty now, though? What's that? I really feel like that song's phenomenal. That song is phenomenal. I didn't at first, but the fact that you got sued for the amount you got sued for, 
I'm fucking with you, though. You, you know what's crazy, though? Sting likes that song. Is that petty to me? Or, like, for me to like the song after he gets some heat over it? No, it's, it's not petty because, you know, it's the forbidden fruit thing. It's like, oh, now that you know this is dangerous and, you know. Ole. Don't know what that means. Okay. All right. Wait. Oh, because I said forbidden fruit? You get out of the house. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts on that? Because the rumors are... Which I don't, I don't know if this is fact. Um, the rumors are that he didn't clear his sample. So there is a f- how do you th- okay? First of all, yeah, that song was on the radio for a few months, a, a little bit. So they let, the, they let the bag get bigger. Right, right, right. So um, what do you think? You know about the sample clearing? Whose responsibility is that, and why was this such a big deal for this? And my it's the producer's job because your name's on it. You want people to know that you made it, and you want people to know that they can come to you. You'll spend the bread and take the time and energy and get your shit cleared so that way the masses can hear and you can rake up all the money you make from it and it's good. Other than that, if because he's with a label, right? Who, Juice World? Yeah. I believe so, yes. So, other than that, if you're with a label, aren't there label guys that are supposed to be clearing that shit or making sure you cross your T's and dot your I's? Like, that's just me to my knowledge. I don't know anything about labels, but I just automatically assume that there's a guy in there saying, hey, you know, you can't use that. It's not clear yet. Yeah, and um, he and did respond. Yeah, he did respond, and this is what Juice World tweeted. He said, lost millions, made millions. The song impacted many people in a good way for me to be upset over it. So there's always more money to be made, and I will make it so hard emoji. It's a much love emoji. So um, he's obviously taking it in stride. Um, and somebody else also responded to it. But it just goes back to the conversation of why certain artists who are of a caliber of celebrity don't pay for samples and why some have to pay for samples. Yeah, like Kanye can afford to get, well, listen, I ain't, I ain't pocket checking you yet, but I'm saying, outside looking in, I feel like you can afford to get sued a couple times a year for a balling ass song because you're going to make it right back. And you were talking about the producers, you know, Kanye is obviously the producer, the producers, the song Mirror responded on Twitter, and he was a little less nice about it. And he said, F Sting and his whole team. And he also said, after taking 85% of Lucid Dreams for, you know, obviously um, shaping my heart, not even sampling, he threatened to take us to court to try to get any percentage. So um, he was obviously upset when he tweeted this, but don't you think that's him trying to deflect a little bit as a producer? I don't know him. I don't, you know, so I really Oh, for fact, because that, bro, that was your job. Like, I'm working on an album now. You're, the professor just put his album out. Shout out to Inside Out. It's a phenomenal beat Yeah. Go check it out. Yes. It's not on SoundCloud. No, yeah. But, but it's everywhere else. Yeah, it's on, it's on iTunes and Tidal. And, uh, and we're fine with that. Yes. It's Shout out to JT. JT. Shout out to JT. Yeah. And I'm sure if you ask him, if we ever get him on again... Bruh, like, that shit scares you. The f- that that email I got about that song not being cleared, but and I hadn't even released it yet. And I hadn't even released it yet. And I'm like, well, fuck. Like, what do I do? Like, do I scrap it? Can I play it for my friends anymore? Like, I didn't know what to do. And this- it, it disheartens you, bro. Like, as a producer, it kind of just like, all right, man. Obviously, for him, they made a bunch of cake off of that. So. But it sounds exactly like the song. And that's the problem. That's and, the problem. How do you think? Is the changing and altering of the shit so that it's unrecognizable or so changed and altered that it's yours? You've made it into and he and bigger. he said in the statement he said for he said quote after taking eighty five percent of lucid dreams 
Um, and then he put in quotations, he said, for, you know, interpolating shape of my heart, not even sampling. That's not that, though. Yeah. That's not interpolating. That's, that is sampling. No, that's not sampling. What is it? What they did is interpolating. Okay. Because he literally, if you listen to it, that guitar shit doesn't change not one bit. Mm-hmm. It's laid over the drum. It's mm-hmm. laid over the kicks and the, the chirp back. The, it's, it's laid over that shit. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they're not getting sued for the chirp shit. Realistically, like yep. Boost could be out here and sprinting next time me like, yo, y'all jacking our shit. So basically what you're saying is this could have been a lot worse for them. Oh, yeah, it could have been. The fact that they took 85% and you already got an album it's with very future fair. out of the shit. It's more than that. It's very fair. fair. I just want to say shout out to Juice World because there's a lot of young artists um, who would have taken that in a worse way. Yeah. he Like me, I would fucking cry. Yeah. <laughs> he seems like... He seems like a good dude. I will say that. He seems like a good dude in the way he's handled it. I'm going to read the statement one more time. He said, lost millions, made millions. The song impacted too many people in a good way for me to be upset over it. There's always more money to be made, and I will make it. So, once again, hard emojis. That's, that, that shows me his character. Yeah. And I'm really, really proud to hear that. That's, from, that's from a guy who's like, all right, then, cool. I still made the song. The song was great. Him and Sting obviously have you know a connection because of the song, and Sting like the song. You know I feel like this is mostly his label. You know, because Sting has performed the song. True. He's performed the song on tour. He's performed his version, and he's had a member of his band or whatever perform "Lucid Dreams." But so, you, wait, really? Yeah, I was getting ready to say because you know what's gonna happen, right? It's gonna be that whole like when he came out with Diddy that one time mm-hmm. at the VMAs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And did the song for Biggie with Faith and everything like that. Like that, it's gonna be something like that. And we would love to see that because oh, we, yeah. need, we need more older artists. You know, we need that bridging of the gap. Yeah, yeah, because every musician, and I'm not one, <laughs> but every musician I feel like is fighting the same fight. They're just doing it from different sides of the world, and it's very difficult. Like, you're all trying to get from one goal to the other, but everybody's going to the same goal. Yeah. So, it, there's no need to step on each other for it. And this is just one of those things where it's business. It is literally just business. It Tell is nothing. Bro. It's not spiteful. Nope. It is business. And for, you know, to hear that statement from the producer, I'm like, what the hell? 85%, you're lucky they didn't take all your shit. You're, no, lucky, they didn't, lucky, you, you're lucky they didn't sue you. You're lucky. lucky they didn't walk in and take the plaque out of your home and then say, yep, this is mine now. And then walk out with it. Bro, they could have took your shoes and socks. Yes. Yeah, so um, you say it's the you say it's the producer's responsibility. I can't dispute that, you know, dispute that because I'm not a musician. So, um, getting off of that, it is Thanksgiving week. It is. It is. So let's go ahead and make this phone call real quick to one Miss Brittany Ray, which she will talk to us about making sure that you stay fit for the holidays. How much turkey is enough turkey, and just her how she balances a busy schedule. We'll get that going to you up next. But first, here's a word from our friends at the Let's Talk About It podcast. Hey. What's up, guys? This is your boy, John Privatero, one of the co-hosts with Let's Talk About a Podcast. Make sure you guys go take a listen. Shout us out. You know, hit us up after the Moody Project. And then make sure you go download my album, Inside Out, by your boy, John Privatero, on Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, and everywhere else. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to the Moody Project. And joining us is drum roll, Charles. You want to introduce our guest? We have a nutrition and health guru extraordinaire. She also dabbles in yoga and marathon running, and is eating clean and living life. Bitches, give give a hand, a round of applause. 
Steven, you ready for your round of applause? Yes. Give a round of applause for Miss Brittany Ray. Woo! Thank you, Brittany, for joining. Thank you, Brittany, for joining us. Now I know you are super busy, and that's where we want to start. You are one of the busiest people that we know, and hardest working people that we know. How do you balance, you know, your day to day activities with now the business that you have um, in operation? It's all about planning. Um, if That's cool. That's cool. And of course, we are talking about that business and it is the holiday season. So just kind of talk about uh, which business is about and then we're getting into tips to make sure people are eating healthy, even though it is the holidays. And of course, it is the holiday season. How can people be healthy um, during this time of year? Of course, you know, everybody's going home for the holidays, getting turkey and ham and stuff and all that stuff, eating mac and cheese and mashed potatoes and everything like that. So how do you counter that um, with everything that's going on as far as like with the holidays? How did you get into this this phase of your life? We know you're you're super committed to this uh, to this long term goal. Uh, what made you decide? Hey, this is uh this is what I wanted to do. So basically, you were you were pretty much ahead of the curve then, because you know meal prepping is something. It's kind of like a buzzword that a lot of people say now these days. You were kind of ahead of the curve with that, you know, with getting everything prepared. Uh, what's the most important thing that you tell people when they start with whatever regimen um, that you recommend or that you put them on? All right, very good. Advice, Charles, you got some? Advice? Yeah. Yeah, fucking after the holidays, holla at your girl. She's going to get you right. Exactly. That's a great segue. Where can people find you? Where can people get information on this? Um, I know you have a, a website. You have a lot of stuff. Where can people find you? You got juices and shit. <laughs> I do. Um, I also do juice cleanses. That was one of the biggest things I did when I was trying to lose weight. It's kind of reset my system with that. Um, but they can find all information on the website, nutritionwithbray.com. Or you can find me on Instagram at Nutrition Ray or on Facebook at Get Fit with Brit. All right. And Charles, you have anything else to add? Uh, 
Nah, I'm eating some mac and cheese, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> we just got to correct that shit after the fact. So, Thanksgiving, Brittany. Brittany just told you that, obviously, enjoy your food, but afterward, hit your girl up. She'll be able to help you get back in tip-top shape for the beginning of the new year. Thank you, Brittany, for joining us. We know you're very busy. We'll let you go enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much. And once again, where can people find you? No worries. Thank you, Britt. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Hey, Wayne. All right. So thanks again to Brittany for joining us. Um, closing thoughts. Got it. What's your plans for Thanksgiving? Plans for Thanksgiving. We gotta work. We'll, we'll but okay, but you live here though. Like, or, like. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah for fact. <laughs> so listen, I love Thanksgiving and Christmas here because it gives me an opportunity. Though I work. Yeah. It gives me an opportunity to kick it with my people's families, my family. Catch my cousins out there doing all kinds of shit. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be lit, man. I just like spending time with the fam that you ordinarily ignore 90% of the year <laughs> in the first place. That's it. That and the food. Like, the food's going to be lit. Mom's going to be in the kitchen. I plan on going home Friday. Um, I live like eight hours away, or my home is eight hours away from here. So I plan on leaving for Black Friday. Like, as soon as I get off on Friday morning, I plan on driving eight hours back to Mississippi listening to the moody project hey which you should be doing always yes don't sleep bro yeah so by the time you'll be hearing this i'll hopefully be on the road again we can't wait to be on the road again can i ask you a question yes are you gonna check up on the status of that uh that first edition status shock comic that you told us all about i can like check on one or two i can check on it right now should. oh word is here no shut up <laughs> yeah it's um I, did we talk about stan lee last week I feel like we, we, we touched on it. We did. Before. We did. We did. Um, oh, shit. Well, we got to talk about Kim Porter. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. Rest in peace to Kim Porter. Kim Porter was um, so a businesswoman, a mother first. Uh, of course, everybody uh, relates her to, to Diddy and associates her with Diddy, but she was way more than that. She was a hardworking mother, 47 years old. Out of um, the blue. Out of the blue. It's I mean, sad. it's out of the blue to us, but you know, listen, when God needs you, he needs you. I'll put it like this. We all have moms. We all have, you know, black women in our lives. And it's it's part of a stigma that black women aren't listened to when they go to the doctor. Because from what I heard, she went to the doctor and said, yo, something is wrong. Yeah. And, you know, it was ignored, unfortunately. That that scares the hell out of me. My mom, I'm, you know, I'm not going to, you know, out her age, but she's in that age group. Right. And um, I know for her... Uh, she stays on top of her health. She goes to the doctor a lot um, just to make sure that she's okay, with stuff like that. And um, it would pain me, it would kill me to know that somebody, that she's putting her life in their hands and is just neglecting it because yeah, she's, she's a black woman. You know, my sister, like my sister, you know, she's she's close to your age. And the same thing. It's like she checks on her health all the time too. My, my grandmother's in her 70s. So it's like, I just, I look at it, just, you go to the doctor only thing you can do is just tell them everything that you know and hope and pray that they take that information and do what's best with it. But you also have to take care of yourself, too. You have, yeah. to, be, you have to be in a position that you're only going to the doctor if something is truly wrong with you. Right, right. Or but, a checkup. Like, not just like... Yeah, uh, but obviously yeah, but obviously something was wrong. Oh, like yeah, she, no, yeah sure, she was definitely sure. proactive with her health. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. And um, there's an old saying, what do you call um, a person with the worst grade in medical school? doctor a word it's like you know so you're not you know of course you're not going to get the best all the time but you hope you know because when you go to the doctor what's the advice that you get when you go to the doctor tell the doctor everything that's wrong tell yep. the doctor all the medication that you're taking that's all you can do 
And don't touch the magazines in the way room because them shits got germs. <laughs> Bro, it irks and my used, soul. And use the Germex on the way out. It, okay, boy. in the age of cell phones, do you still use your, um, do you still pick up magazines? Fuck no. Do you, okay, do you buy magazines? Fuck no. You don't buy magazines? Fuck no. Me either. I have a, um, I have a addition of muscle and fitness somewhere in this room. I think it's probably under one of these cabinets. The last but. magazine I bought was like skateboard magazine. But I didn't buy it. Actually, right. That was when I was actually <laughs> skateboarding and I was like taking shit out of the magazines and putting them on the walls and stuff. No, I'm not doing it no more. But it irks my soul to see my pops will go into like the doctor's office, be in that hole for like four and a half hours, pick up a magazine, be like, oh, I'm going to take this home with me. No, don't bring that shit to the crib. You burn that. I can hear your dad right now. Hush your mouth, boy. That's probably what your dad sounds like. He sounds nothing like that. My bad. I mean, he's I'm from good. he's from Bedside, so you know. Yeah. He's out here. Hey, you fam. know what his nickname is? Hey, hey, fam, shut your mouth, bro. You know what his nickname what is? Up? Juice. That's his nickname. You got the juice. He got the juice. You got the juice. I, <laughs> I'll explain to you after the show. Okay. Um, oh, I don't know where it comes from, bro. No, no, no. It was a no because I was looking at an old Instagram video that me and my friends took. Oh, so um, you like had back the in juice. February. Yeah, like the caption was, "We got the juice." Damn. Uh, yeah, we're cool, man. Yeah, episode seven, ladies and gentlemen. Episode seven is laid back. Yes, um, we have one more topic to go. What's um, up? So you're not a fan of wrestling, but I'll explain the situation. There's this wrestler by the name of Enzo Amore. Um, he's from Jersey. Um, he's a rapper now. He got fired because of some allegations or whatever. He got fired from the company. This show is in Los Angeles, right here, and. Um, he just recently released a rap album, and I'm, I hate to give it publicity because the shit is trash. I was about to say, is it hot? No, it's not. It's trash. It's it's trash. It's bad. But he went to the show last night and sat in the second row with a uh, black wig over a hoodie, and in the middle of the show, decided to stand up and yell his old catchphrase. His old catchphrase was, "How you doing?" It's like, oh well, you know. Realest guys in the room, bada boom, whatever. How you doing? You know, he did that. Security dragged his ass out of there. He's now banned from attending all WWE events and banned from attending all events at the um, the Staples Center in Los Angeles. I'm saying, what if he bought a ticket? Though? He did buy a ticket, but just because you buy a ticket doesn't mean that you get a chance to stand on a chair and act like an ass. That's true. Because he went there with a the disguise, and his intention was to disrupt the show. That's very true. And it's sad because when the security pulled him off, he fell on another fan and hurt another fan. Damn it, man. So this dickhead. Stop being Miguel's out here, yo. Right. So it's like it's let Miguel handle Miguel like shit. You talking about when he Hulk Hogan leg dropped that shit? Yeah. Well, if you want to kick a hoe in the face, you kick a hoe in the face, but you say sorry and he, you give her concert tickets for life. He wasn't clearing that jump. In he the wasn't. Fans. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. He wasn't clearing that Listen, jump. Listen, man. VMAs, we got people too gas nowadays. Like you gotta stay, bro. You do what you know you can do. That was. I mean, that was like three years ago though. So, so he's okay. But um, I have, I have the video, I have the actual video of him being tossed, and you can find it on Twitter. Just search Enzo Amore tossed, and uh, sounds like a salad from like a really shitty pizzeria. Yeah, here's the thing: like in wrestling, With you have Max characters. Tomato. In wrestling, you have characters. No pepper. And he wasn't able to separate his character from his actual persona from him. So I'm gonna take a second real quick about this video. Like he was sitting. I don't know why I assumed he was black. He's not. I gotta stop doing that shit. That was him in the second row with 
The Black Wave. Like a creeper. Yeah. So, yeah, we just watched that video. What do you think about that? It's like, because I think it's it's terrible. It's like, I'm not, it's not, okay, that's extreme. I think terrible is extreme, but. First thing. First. It, it sucks because it's like, here's the thing. Imagine me leaving my job, right? Uh-huh. And then showing up to one of your live shots and jumping in front of the camera. Oh, I'd be beating wholesale ass all day. But how do you think those superstars and those Facts. wrestlers felt backstage? Facts. All right. Because yeah, right. he did that in the middle of a match. Oh, man. So, come on, man. I gotta stop assuming these people are black when you get, like, the name just sounds really like... Enzo Amore doesn't sound black at all. Doesn't sound black. <laughs> but when you said this man dropped the rap album, maybe that's what it is. Maybe I gotta stop associating rap music with black people. Yeah, I mean, some of the best rappers of all maybe time maybe the rest of the world has to stop, you know, putting that in my head, like, it's only for us. Yeah, some of the best rappers in the world are, are white. Who knows? Facts. So, I mean, but yeah... I just think it's trash. I just wanted to close with that just so we can have that little sports conversation in there. Jimmy Butler to the Sixers. You're a Delaware. You're a, you're a Delaware kid. What do you think? A Delawarean. A Delawarean. That's what they call you guys? Delawareans. Yeah, we are. Here. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Shit. No, I can't make fun of that because in Hattiesburg, we were called Hattiesburgers. Damn. So, I Delawarean sounds a lot better than Hattiesburg. I don't know why. People what, voted for that what shit. Was your, what was your high school mascot, though? The Bulldogs. Oh, Perry Central. I wasn't from Hattiesburg. I was from, and I love Hattiesburg. I just thought it was funny. Like we had to cover the story when they decided to dub themselves the Hattiesburgers. See, you had a far better mascot choice. You know what my mascots were? Shout out to the Senators. That's real. Senators. There's a the Dover Senators. There's the Ottawa Senators, the hockey team. Hey man, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Blue and white till I die. No crippenship. Facts. Maroon and gold. Yay! Oh, we didn't have a saying. It was just. Bulldogs. It was probably that. <laughs> it was probably maroon and gold. We had we had one really good year. We were undefeated. I had like four t-shirts I bought that year. Um, shout out to the quarterback, Bruce Greer. Shout out to the running back, Nick Griffin, who ended up being recruited by Dan Mullen and going to Mississippi State. He played four years at State before going and playing um, football for um, the U.S. football team, the United States football team, and winning right. a gold medal in that competition. That's he is fun. now an assistant coach at uh, Madison High School. So congratulations to him and his much success. Man, we out here. We out here. We out here. The, the class of whatever that year was. The class of 2011, the class of 2010 for him. But the class of 2011, we out here. Um, Y'all did some real shit. We, we are. We're doing some real shit. I just, I just thank God every day I had a chance to graduate so, with such great people. So, With that being said, we're going to close that out. Hopefully, you had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Hopefully, your Black Friday is going well. Stay out of the stores and be careful this weekend. And if you cop something, make sure you're able to listen to the Moody Project on that hoe. Share the deals. Share the deals. If you, share see, a black, deals if you see a Black Friday deal, send it, you know, because we, we like deals. Bro. We have no money. You know what's next for us? We need Beats headphones. We got to make this shit official. I don't, I've had Beats headphones. Oh, so you just going to shit on my dreams? No, you've never had Beats headphones? No. Okay. All right. Get, Broke, son. We have to get, um, we have to get you a GoFundMe. Hey, listen, guys. This is this is your boy Charles. Cry for help, not a cry for attention. I need beats. And I have to pee. And he has to pee, but I need beats headphones. In my life, I need this. That was Charles Jackson with his PSA with beats headphones. With that being said, we're gonna close this out because it is the holidays and we have stuff to do as well. Because I'm going to sleep after I pee. So with that being said, follow the Moody Project on Twitter, 
at the Moody Project. Follow me on Twitter at Stephen Moody TV. Follow Charles Jackson on Twitter. I got this at Conscious underscore Nice. And follow him on SoundCloud. That's not the Twitter though. That is the Twitter. No. No. Okay. I follow him at Twitter at Sounds Like Nice. There you go. Follow him at Instagram at Conscious underscore Nice. And follow him on SoundCloud at. Sounds like nice. That sounds like nice. Charles, where else can they find you? Literally. Oh na na na. Delaware. Seven one three. Two one two nine one eight. And we out, kids. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Goodbye, everybody. Enjoy Black Friday.